0: Ladies and gentlemen, stand here for the Bulldog Fans Podcast. Here's your hosts, Matt and Scott, on their way down the tunnel at ANZ Stadium, on their way to the microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up. Go up as one
1: for Matt and Scott, the NRL Bulldogs Podcast.
0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Bulldogs Fans Podcast. We have a debutant, uh this week, and we also got uh, a new segment making its debut on the podcast episode this week i'm scott it's another loss but i'm joined by matt again it feels like week in week out we lose
1: (laughs) it feels like that because that's what's happening (laughs) one one will out of the first was it 10 rounds now uh yeah um Look, excited for the new uh segment people that follow the socials um there's a bit of a call-out. They've got in contact asking for our opinions on a few different things. So excited to get into that. Uh, it's a little bit different. So um, let's dive into it, eh?
0: Yeah. So uh, first, like we always start it, is with the loss. It's never usually a win. It feels like the Sharks game was months ago or even years ago. But full-time at Suncorp Stadium, the Canberra Raiders 20, defeating the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs 18. You tell me this last week. You tell me we lose by two points against the Canberra Raiders. I say Yes. I'll take that as a positive. Then you start to unpack the game and see what actually happened. Uh, Probably one of the best props, well, one of the best props in the last at least 10 or 5, 10 years, Josh Papalili uh, puts a shoulder on Tui Katoa in return on part of the Crackdown off straight from the field. It was being given off. Before we jump into that, what your opinions of the Crackdown and these Mm. two things... Jack White in the 53rd minute cannonballs into Adam Elliot Adam Elliott's legs, and finds himself in the sin bin. So for approximately about, oh, what's that? That's three minutes. They are down to eleven, but yeah. for twenty, for over twenty minutes, they are eleven or they will twelve or less for twenty minutes. On yeah. that, Uh the I think Raiders. It's Twenty-five. Yeah, there you go. There's the mathematician there. Four. <laughs> so you start to unpack that. And you go, how can a team against anyone lose a game where there's a big chunk, especially someone of Josh Papalini's standards, Jack White, and, you know, the run, the reigning Daily M winner? You take them mm-hmm. off for periods of time, the team is going to crumble or, you know, not perform. You'd say against anyone, would anyone in that situation lose against the Raiders? And I'd probably say no, not many. I think the Broncos, the second-worst team, would get the job done in those circumstances. Um just to put it down, it was... I felt flat. I was the most disappointed unpacked. Like I said, if you told me last week that was going to be the full-time score and you weren't told how it went out, you'd probably go, yeah, this is good, like, you know, a penalty goal or something, you know, a couple of missed goals by the Raiders. And you think, wow, how competitive. We took it down to the wire. We went down to the wire because the Raiders were... had They were one short for 25... For 20 minutes. For 25 minutes, they were one or two short. So... Tell me about it now. Josh Papalili puts a shoulder on Tui Katoa. That happened in the 60th minute. Tui couldn't get up and play. He was taken off for a HIA, rightfully so. Looked like it has gone. Was that a send-off?
1: Yeah. It was a send-off two two weeks ago. It was a send-off. Shoulder contact direct to the chin of an opponent. I'll tell you what, in the early 90s and the late 80s, that's a send-off. And it's only recently that uh, we've become... Well, the referees have lost their testicles. And... It's too scared to actually make the call. So um that's definitely a send off. I reckon under, under any era, uh direct contact with force, shoulder to the face is a send off. We'll get onto the crackdown a bit later, but I think you've covered yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, I think you've covered uh the talking points pretty well out of that game. You're right, twenty points to eighteen loss to the raiders doesn't sound too bad until you find out what happened during the game. Um I'll tell you what, let's be a little bit positive, though. It was great to see that the Bulldogs were involved in the match of the round. It's been a while. <laughs> yes, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. um, And look, to go to go down, like we're saying, two points to the raise, no, no big deal. I think, the, the obviously, the biggest concern is that, uh, look, I, I don't really care about the 11 men for three minutes. We saw the Broncos hold out um, for about four or five minutes in defence on their own try line with the 11 men on Friday night. Um and they were playing Parramatta or someone, were they? Ooh, Was Ponga.
0: it Parra? No, Paramatta against Warriors.
1: They'll play merely.
0: Who won End up winning 50 to 6?
1: Yeah, but for that yeah. three or four minutes, right, they, yeah. they held their defensive line strong on their try line uh, with 11 men. And it wasn't until the back half of that 10 minute period that um, merely, I think, scored three tries. Um, so the three minutes with Raiders having 11 men on the field, no big deal to me. Um, obviously 25 minutes, one man down. Uh, it's a game that the Bulldogs should have won. Um, I agree with the um, the expert opinion at the moment that they've just they shot for confidence, us, unfortunately, and forgotten how to win.
0: Other talking points in this game
1: is the missed chances, I
0: guess, Canterbury had. You look at Sianne Katoa busting through the Raiders' early in the game and, you know, putting a kick in and mm. having Jake really like Averlo screaming back in the inside and he put a kick in for Will Hoppawati, which you have one of your fastest players compared to one of your slowest outside backs kicking for them. Um, Will Hoppawati's, uh decision not to pass the ball on multiple occasions, which mm. you could have backed Nick Kotrick at least one or, one or two of those situations. Or even Will Hoppawati's one way he actually made the break. It was a beautiful run. And then he had Kotrick and... Dallin Watanay-Zelezniak screaming for the ball and he got tackled. And it was just luckily Nick Kotrick's upper strength, like just pure muscle, got himself mm. o- diving over dummy half. So that was a butchered opportunity. You think someone like that experience would, you know, ice those moments where they would know when to, like, you know, get it to their outside, like, you know, to their support players. You th- mm. I even think of the Corey Waddell moment when Nick Manny kicked it and belted it off the crossbar at Suncorp Stadium. Ends up in Corey Waddell's hands. He, go- he goes screaming for the line. Bradley Dietz, on one side, had no one in front of him. He was five minutes out. He, he would have been thinking my first and error try was going to be off a of post. Yeah, and look. then you had Dallin on the other side, who was screaming through. Corey Waddell chooses to go himself. Yes, he felt like a meter, maybe a metre mm. short, maybe even less. He could have easily, another day could have been a try. But you had two players either side who had an easier path to the try line, and he was looking at Bradley Dietz the whole time and decided to go himself.
1: Yeah, look, I'm more, more disappointed in the Katoa one. Yeah, look, look inside and outside before deciding to boot the board <laughs> down the field. A little pass inside was a try. Um, the Corey Waddell one at the time, I was like, oh, no, he should have went outside. I think there was like a free-man overlap. Yeah. But um, if you watch it again, the way he runs and collects the ball off the ground, he's actually blindsided to what's going on out there, the yeah, angle was- he's running onto the ball. So you can't really blame him much for that. Oh. And he did go close. Yeah. Uh, which is which is pretty good. It was exciting. One of the most exciting parts of play during the game, I thought. Uh, Mini hitting the crossbar. Crowd went yeah. off as well.
0: Deeds was on the inside, but yes, I do agree with the Freeman yeah. overlap. He had like Dallin, Hopper, huh? and Kotrick on one side. Mm. And he was running, the angle he was running and the way he picked it up, I agree. But also, I'll give him a bit of a wrap too. Like, off the crossbar, that's crazy. Like, Nick Minnie puts this heave-ho, let's hope for the best type of kick. And... Mm. What's the percentage that's going to hit the crossbar and come flying back? It's just that exciting moment where it's just like, whoa, this is all happening. Like,
1: well, look, at, at the split end of second the
0: 2nd decision, and he's not the player genuinely in that position often right. to make that decision.
1: At the end of the day, though, you can talk about little missed opportunities here and there, but the part where, or well, the two parts where we really fell down is in the last twenty five minutes. Um first the Silbid to Whiten, and that sh- that ten minute period we should have scored another try. Yes. Uh, and that would have won the game. And then um when uh Papali got sent off uh, probably the worst twenty minutes of our game. Yeah. Uh we we started playing uh against what we we're doing errors and... previously. Look, we didn't have a great first half either. Let's, let's not kid ourselves. Oh we that was ca- a bad came first back half. came back into it in the, the first oh, 15 minutes of the second half and got into a lead. Um, <clears throat> look, that, that's that's probably the most disappointing part is that they st- stopped playing the way they were playing when the Raiders went one down. And if they could just continued on their way, they probably would have got the victory there. Some some good signs though. I thought Avarillo was good. Wakeham had a few nice touches. Yeah, Kotrick scoring against his old club. I was, um, Almost got to curse him out when he picked the ball up from W half to dive over the try line. I was um, through four defenders. I really wanted the ball to come out wide. I thought that was the best opportunity, but he's a strong bugger and just plowed through four, uh, four defenders. I think, I think he
0: just basically said Whitey dogged him, I guess, and said, unmarked winger against his old club, running through big, strong, powerful, speedful winger. Mm. And then uh, Hoppawaiti decides to go himself and get tackled. And he's like, no chance. I'm getting that opportunity of that try
1: taken away from me against my old club. So Surprise. I'm just going to pick the ball Surprise. up and take it down. Surprised the referee went up with a low try, though. Yeah. I was, I was off I was off to the toilet and um, already counting the points on the board. Come back and apparently the referee said low no try. Right, we're checking it. Mm. <clears throat> uh, before we move
0: on to our points mm. round the round, can, we might... Before we do the points, I think it might be a good opportunity to talk about this so-called crackdown, I guess, or um, on the head-high tackles and also repeat offenders. Uh, We might do one-for-one first. We might go repeat offenders first. On Friday night, you would have seen Grant Atkins use it quite a lot for the Tigers game against Newcastle Knights, Mm. West Tigers Knights. By the way, West Tigers can't lose a Magic weekend. They love it up at Suncorp. Two for maybe... They might be someone
1: who might move be the seventh,
0: uh, the next Brisbane team, and we might need a new Sydney team. I don't know. So you're
1: telling me the merged Belmain and West mergers also got to merge with the East Tigers in Brisbane.
0: I like it. It makes sense. And uh, so, yeah, well,
1: the uh, the old Belmain fans will be happy because those jerseys will come back, would not they? Oh, it's. They'd be allowed to under that circumstance. And the they'd logo. Be, well, under that circumstance, they'd be allowed to wear those um colors and design because of the trademark with the merged. Yeah. Oh, main yeah. side of things. There you go.
0: So, we, so anyway, we're back to the thing. Greg Atkins, the referee. I think, to be honest, one of my favorite referees got currently going around. Mm. Uh, crackdown. This crackdown for repeat offense. Yeah. This, this is the negative thing. I want to say one negative thing about it. This should have been here three years ago. This crackdown of, well, since the six more, this was always going to happen. Six more. Six more, six more, and no one being penalized and sin-bin. That was always going to be the problem, because how do you sin-bin someone on the run? we you go six more, 10 in the bin, time off penalty. Grant Atkins, I thought, used it perfectly. Uh, you know, he sin-bin players who gave away two or three. He gave away... I actually do remember him saying in this game, I really enjoyed that game uh, in the sense of... Uh, he was sin-binning players, and I was like, this is fantastic, because, you know, you're giving away deliberate holding onto the legs, pulling the legs. Uh, after Tex Hoy was sin-binned, Tigers went over to score. Jaden Bradley went up to the referee, and this was a start on the score. Some of the West Tigers having like 75% on the ball. And he said, you didn't give us a warning. And he goes, giving away two, six mores in a row in the space of like eight tackles mm. doesn't need any warning. It's common sense. And then he went to say, they've been doing the same thing against us. And he turned around and said, yeah, <laughs> you haven't had the ball. You haven't had the ball, yeah. yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. Like I love that little bit of like, you know, that as you he didn't yeah. go, oh, okay, I'll take, I'll keep an eye on it when I go back. He just said it yeah. straight. You've had 20% of the ball. What are you talking about? You haven't had enough ball. You haven't been you haven't down any... here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I like that. Uh, I also like the fact that he's seen been Moses M. This is one of my favorite ones because the game was coming to an end. And a lot of the time on the last, one of the last tackles, there's five seconds left and the game's like over. Yeah, there's hold on and they hold on. Down. It looks like Moses M. was like air humping at the. <laughs> if you know, what I mean, it just was the way he was just trying to hold on to the. He kicked the ball after it was played. That was the. the, the <laughs> he impression. was holding. Yeah, he no, but he was holding, and then he started like thrusting to yeah. stop the play. The ball, and, and then the player
1: played he, the ball. He kicked it.
0: Yeah, and the penalty was given a sin bin for like one second or whatever it was two seconds. Yeah, that should have been happening years ago. There's, I've seen teams who've lost by two points who have been on the ground. And they would just hold on and hold on or hold on to the ball or smack at the ball or whatever. I think we were actually the,
1: the beneficials of one of those a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Uh, sorry. Uh, look. I'm sorry, I can't remember that one too much. So It's an interesting one because they um, said that they were going to do this last year with the six again. And I think they did when we first came back. I remember players going to the bin for repeat offence and that sort of thing. And the real always was after the six again came in was the referee had the discretion to not blow or not wipe six again, blow the whistle. But if he did so, he'd have to put someone in the bin. Yeah. So if it's a rock infringement, um, that gets a penalty other than a, over a six again, you send the guy to the bin. Uh, and then it, it died off at the end of the, yeah. end of the year, and closer to origin and, uh, sorry, closer to the finals and origin at the end of the year. So yeah, agree with those ones. Perfect. Um, you could and all... you've got to remember, I think, Two of them, or yeah, two of them were in the last minute of the game, or something like that. So, last two minutes of the game. So, yeah, yeah. Also, another thing is no sin bins for high tackles. That no one, yeah, for foul play. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then we go to the next crackdown. This so is the crackdown, mm. which is pretty controversial. Uh, it seems you have one side or another. You don't sit in the middle of this. Mm. There's not many people sit in the middle. These high tackle, high tackles to the. Well, contact to the head, foul play, mm. contact to the head, sin bin. Some players, some coaches have gone to say they're trying to play OzTag, There's too many sin bins. There's too many of this. There's too many of that. Uh, others have gone into supporting it, saying it's about time. You know, contact to the head, it's a no-go zone. And I was, I was thinking about it, and I have to say, for majority of the uh, weekends, sin binnings and send offs. Mm. I'd have to agree with most of them.
1: This... Yeah, well, this is going to be full a really boring. Play. This is going to be a really boring segment for the listeners because, look, <clears throat> I think I counted two that I disagreed with. Can you give me full, those two? For power play. One was a, a crusher on Saturday night that where a player just sort of fell on top of another player and got sent to yeah, um, Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, and there was another one where. Um, Oh, the Tyson Gamble one, but I'll put an asterisk on it um, because it was the second time he got put on report for a high tackle. So if the referee was more clear and said that he was sin bin for two reportable offenses, both being foul play to the head, I agree with that more so than agree with those tackles being straight out sin bins. And I think I've got a, a little suspicion that that's what actually happened because both were very similar and he didn't go to the bin the first time. So yeah. so if if that was for the contact, I disagree with it, but if it was because he got contact twice and was placed on report twice, both for foul play, both for contact with the head, it's a repeat offensive bin, which obviously you don't give three or four chances to when it's foul play. So I agree with that one. That's fine. Um, look, most of them, I reckon the referees got spot on. It's up to the players not to hit them in the head. When has the game ever allowed somebody to just hit someone in the head?
0: Yeah, it's never it's, been allowed.
1: It's I, bloody ridiculous. And we've had arguments on here with like Dallin's hit on Cleary and all this sort of stuff before. And I've always said, contact with the head is contact with the head. It's not, to me, it's not grey. It's black or white. You can't, if you're speeding by five kilometres, you're speeding. You're not any better than the guy doing seven kilometers, Mm. you know, high contact is high contact. And look, there's obviously a more serious side to this. Uh, all contact sports, uh, try to put themselves in a position where they're not going to be sued for a billion dollars. Like the NFL was, um, the NRL is doing everything it can to be in a situation where they're not liable and they've done everything that they can for any, you know, future repercussions for playing contact sport. Um, yeah, so look, most the referees got it completely right. If you take the Papali one, sorry, Papaliti one, for instance, it's a shoulder to the chin, knock the guy out. Mm.
0: How's off
1: I must say there's
0: two penalties I didn't actually agree with. One was Chad Townsend, who rolled out of the tackle, and chested someone in the head. That was Walker. a
1: crusher
0: one, wasn't it? No, no, no. It was, that wasn't a... Oh, I don't know what it was. Because it didn't look like a classic crusher. He, like, rolled out... He didn't get bin. He rolled out mm. of a tackle. And mm. as, like, the tackle was, like, he was falling out of the tackle. And as yeah. he fell, he kind of fell off his chest on Cody Walker's head. Now, what happened was Cody Walker played the ball, then grabbed at his head. Mm. As Cody Walker did, they went back two plays and gave a penalty, which I didn't like. Because I think you've got to do common sense in the rule. And I mm. think... I think a thing we need to remember too, and James Tedesco, who fell on Lachlan Burr, and Mm. James Tedesco naturally runs lower than anyone, or he doesn't run his height ever. And I understand that if he's that's his natural running height, you Mm. work around it. But when someone falls and you've Mm. already done the swing, if Tedesco doesn't fall, and I I understand if you hit someone on the head, you hit someone on the head. But if Tedesco, Mm. who put himself in that situation, who fell, he slipped on the grass, Mm. I'm happy for penalty. Because you hit him in the head, and you just go, sorry, mate, that's just unlucky. It's penalty. That's it. No, nothing not going to the district because you use common sense, where Tedesco, main factor of him being hurt in the tackle was Tedesco falling into a tackle, and it's Tedesco's run style what got him down in that situation, not Lachlan Burr. And if he stayed the right height, Tedesco would have been hit luckily in the chest, or even lower. Mm. Yeah, so that's not Lachlan Burr's fault. He did everything in his power... And I want to make sure we don't lose common sense in the sense of that.
1: Yeah, but look, a lot of this is a training thing too. It's the style of tackling. People don't tackle low anymore because you can't get a, a slow play the ball out of it. So people contact higher. So people are aiming around the shoulders or the chest and that leaves you with less of a chance of percentage of making a mistake. Whether that's you slipping up or them slipping down, it's less of a chance. So I, I reckon once the coaches get back to an not the old-school tackling style, but a tackling style where they're naturally hitting around the ball. Because you look at the ball, it's not in your shoulder, right?
0: Yeah. So they start hitting the ribs. you hold
1: it around the ribs. So they start hitting around the ball, around the ribs. Uh, There's going to be less of this because the falling won't affect as much because they'll fall and you hit them in the shoulder.
0: Okay. Not fall, okay.
1: hit them in the head. So I reckon it's it's like um, the way Andy said, there's going to be some teaming problems, but look, will be a better game for it. And I think, if anything, the best example is when they outlawed the shoulder charge. Yeah. They outlawed the shoulder charge, the game's over, it's never going to be the same again, it's gone soft, and it's gone on the last, what, 15 years, and it's still the most physical sport in the world.
0: I just want to add something to this head head knock thing, right? So, if you realise, Cody Walker went down with his, his, grabbing at his head, to get the penalty where Townsend's peck, I don't think that's ever a high contact ever. It was just they rolled over each other and Townsend actually landed on his head. And it wasn't like any arms or anything like that. So I don't think that's ever a penalty. I think common sense says to just get up and play the ball. But if a player goes down and grabs at his head like Cody Walker did, and we're talking about being safety of HIA, if that impacted him that much, he had to grab his head, that we're looking after a head knocks in the place, gone. 15 minutes off the field. You've got to pass a head injury assessment. Because he, he grabbed at his head. It must have caused him some force, or he milked it. So you, you ask the player that. Tedesco grabbed at his head after the Lachlan Burr. The referee didn't blow the penalty at first. It took a couple of seconds before the penalty was blown for Lachlan Burr for the high tackle, right? When he slipped. Gone for 15 minutes. Just gone. Straight away. Because now you'd stop the players. Because that's the next thing is the milking going around this. Because you could go, if I milk this a little bit, very I could, I, I could actually get him sin-binned.
1: Yeah, but that's no different to anything else. No, anyway. yeah, I know. But what I'm no, trying to say is, you milk, you milk professional fowls. Yeah, I get that. You, you see I the get... fishies. You see the fishies when they make a line break and player holds onto it for two seconds, and next minute they're a fish out of water. <laughs> I'm trying to get yeah. it in the bin. I get um, that,
0: but you can't just have like Tedesco yeah. milk that for that. Both James Tedesco and Cody Walker is meant to be two of the, like the leaders of New South Wales representative players. Well, they are. Mm-hmm. Both of them milked it for what it was worth. Tedesco goes off for a HIA and then comes back for a free interchange because he was smart important put report. Yes, but I'm gonna say now if you if the referee hasn't caught it and you grab it at your head mm. and you grab it at your head, Cody Walker grabbed Batty's head and fell back over. Mm. Fifteen minutes off the field. No, no free interchange back on. You readjust that. Foul play. Well, you've got to look after your head, mate. You've obviously been in so much pain that Chad Townsend's right chest has accidentally brushed your head on the way through. Mm. Go off for fifteen minutes. That's no if, no buts, off for 15 minutes. Let's go off for 15 minutes. You've both grabbed at your head. You've both shown signs of a head
1: injury. enough to cause... How do you police it, though? From the moment they grab at their head. How do you police it? Who's policing it? Referees. No, no. Referees can't police. They're not doctors. They can't police that sort of stuff.
0: We have the Sydney Roosters. Well, we've got the NRL. Okay, the NRL doctors on the side can see Cody Walker milk that. Off he comes. You
1: call him off. Yeah, they got team or, doctors at the moment, though. Yeah,
0: yeah. Get NNR, we'll get an NRL independent doctor. He's grabbed at his head. He milked for the penalty. He either comes mm. off or Souths lose the potential two points. Roosters, nah. James Tedesco got hit in the head, milked it, took the piss out of this head injury thing by milking it, walking off the field to grab another interchange bench card to come nah. off for his 15 they're seconds. Just,
1: they're just copying what Melbourne did.
0: Yeah, Melbourne took the ago. piss. This, yeah. But
1: we're talking about head injury problems. I don't think it's taking the piss. I think it's actually being smart and actually using the rules to your advantage. Yeah, well, You realise that you can actually get somebody off the field and put somebody on for a free interchange and get that player back on for a free interchange because someone's been put on report. That's smart. That's not the, the club's fault. That's the, the NRL rules. They need to catch up and make this yeah, change Yeah, well, That's what rules. I'm saying.
0: Make Change them now because yeah. the Roosters <laughs> claim they care about head injuries. They had their captain who's gone off with a, gone off with a, a supposed... He was apparently was in so much discomfort against uh, Lachlan Burr's swinging arm that hit him in the head on the way down. Roosters say, We're the, we care about head injuries more than anyone else does. He grabbed at his head. He waited for the penalty to get up before he was able to get back to his feet. It's funny how the whistle blows and someone jumps back to their feet. The Roosters say, we care. We care. We're the club that cares about hand injuries more than anyone else. They even had a got south because we care more than they would. They would just throw someone back in because they need a win. Where we care about our player long term, they walk him off the field to come back on. Not one second. They just say, hey, let's do a quick test. They even take him down for two minutes to say, hey, let's go for a quick, you know, Mm. "could we do like a little trivia game and say, or whatever, you know, those tests. Like we could, they even do one test with him and the Roosters care. And they had a got south for like not caring and they accusing them and rushing back in. No, nah, the Roosters just did the same thing and on a game.
1: Yeah, well, Roosters didn't do the same thing. Roosters did something else. South didn't take a player off and throw him back on. Um, but no, but Roosters, they... Roosters, you can't say the Roosters don't care. Roosters are the only team that's ever sat somebody out for nine months.
0: Yeah, but they don't care about the person on the game. They're worried about a win first.
1: No, nah, no. They lose to Tedesco. That's fine.
0: Well, then Tedesco's milked it, and that's against the spirit of the game.
1: It's all right. Well, if you're going to go against the spirit of the game, we're not going to even have a game. Spirit of the game, spirit of the game's a myth. There's no such thing. 1895, game one, when the clock was zero zero dot dot zero one second, the spirit of the game was out the window. It goes for every sport. It's the biggest myth in sport. I don't think so. I think there's... you play to win. That's I mean, you it. Pl- you play to win. But the Roosters said we take our head injuries
0: more serious than anyone else. Yeah, they want an not... opportunity to win.
1: That's got nothing to do with the spirit of the game.
0: Yeah, well, th- it is because they didn't even care. Uh, they, they could have taken desk off for five minutes at the very least, double checked that he was okay and responsive to everything. They didn't even care. They didn't check. They didn't check. They were like, "Okay, we got a free interchange out of this. Uh, we'll check on you
1: later at the post game, after the game's won." Yeah, but that's got nothing to do with the spirit of the game. That's using rules to their advantage to gain a, to gain an advantage, which is against the spirit it's, of the game. There is no spirit of the game. I disagree. (laughs) There's no spirit. It's like cricket. It's the gentleman's game. It went out the window of the first test match. No, I disagree.
0: There's different... Uh, see players, you know, caring and you look about, like, Local
1: Lewis falling over against South. So I mean, there was no spirit. They would have just let him just tumble. It's the spirit of the game. Talk about freaking Parramatta that goes against the freaking reels of the NRL and still gets to play a game and earn two points. Boy, I didn't... They should have played really- with 14 players or lose two points for breaking the reels. Well, that's what I said that should have happened
0: when right. they went out well, of the COVID bubble. Two points or one, one point, two point. We've got different players, both. There you go. So, one point each, or...?
1: Yeah, no, just go if you two.
0: Okay, so one point for me is Nick Meaney. 13 runs, 121 metres, 39 post-contact metres, three tackle breaks, one line break. Also scored a try. Also put that exciting play that you highlighted earlier of Corey Riddell putting a boot, heaved it back in the inside and off the crossbar. That's my one point. I'm going to give a controversial two points to Siene Katoa. He only played for 41 minutes. Didn't play very long uh, for him. Uh, one... Tr- one try, assist, three runs, 71 metres, four tackle breaks, 27 tackles. He looked dangerous. I don't know if Trent Barrett had a plan saying that you, you've you got a capped game, so start running. I remember last year, Marshall King and Katoa, when they were both playing limited minutes, looked the most dangerous between both of them. Uh, so I don't know if there was a plan that, you know, you've got only this much time, make it worthwhile, run around a bit. So he split for the Raiders a few times and made some really good runs. But unfortunately... Not much led to much after, so I've, that's how I've given the points.
1: All right. I gave uh, one point to Luke Thompson mainly because he ran for 170 metres off 20 runs and two points to Jake Avarillo for forty he stood up in the halfback position. Uh, really hard to go with the points this week. Oh, we won't We won't add those to the podcast of the year uh, uh Overall points tally just yet because Summit's coming up a bit later, which we'll need to use the round nine results. Yep, awesome. So now we've, we're back in southeast Queensland for
0: Saturday, 3 p.m. again, this time against the Gold Coast Titans. No longer magic round we're up there. I always ask this question because we lose all the time can we win this one? No, we can't win. <sighs>
1: Where have we gone? We're fishing a barrel. Okay. <laughs> I uh, hope so. right. Look, Aaron Shoop yeah, is making his debut, so hopefully he can provide some energy there. I like the Mini going back to the wing. Um, but, you know, the Gold Coast are a you know, good side. They've got some way to improve. Like they've got a lot of improvement to go, but they're a good side and they'll sniff a bit of blood and put on a lot of points really quickly.
0: Yeah, I think the Titans their the biggest issue's is def- their biggest issues defending for the whole eighty. They seem to clock off a little bit at patches and games. Mm. I've noticed this year. However, I don't think the Bullock's attack is gonna be enough to threaten the points they'll score. I think they've they've constantly scored plenty of points in a lot of their games. I think Bullock's defence is not up to standard. Um and our attack is not up to standard, so therefore they will they won't have to be at their best. I feel like to get a 20-point lead, a 20-point win, they wouldn't have to be at their best. They could still have room for improvement if they win by 20. Unless if they're sent off, so then we might win, lose by two again.
1: <laughs> yeah. Would you well, like I... to run
0: through the team list? Because uh, there's a, a couple of
1: changes as well. Yeah, I pretty much mentioned the main ones there, but Dallin will so is on the is at fullback again. Nick Kotrick on the wing with Nick Meaney. Uh, will Hoppawadi and Aaron Shoop in the centres. And the halves, Brendan Wakem keeps his spotted eight with Jake Averillo at half. Uh, up front, Ava Sinamana Fungi, Sierra Katoa, Luke Thompson. Uh, second row is Matt Dury, Chris Smith, and Rodolf Tony on the bench. It's Bradley Dietz, Corey Waddell, Adam Elliott. Gets dropped to the bench. Uh, with Dylan Naba. The reserves this week. Tui Katoa, it looks like they're probably gonna give him every chance to um to play. Might be a bit of a punch in the, punch in the groin for Shoop <laughs> if, if he recovers it gets into the side. Um, Joe Stibson, let Carl Flanagan and off Hickey Ogden. Referee is Matt Chicken.
0: Yeah, I actually first and foremost the interchange bench. I feel like you can't play with Dull and Elliot on the bench. Probably missing a middle there.
2: Mm.
0: So I'd probably I'd probably play Ogden in the place of Elliot. I think Elliot's been very poor this year mm. not to his standard of last year he almost won the podcast part of the year last year for dislocated shoulder for most of it um so yeah i don't know if we're gonna play with both Waddell. so Elliot. i mean waddell's played in the middle before this year he's played lock and he got a couple of points on the podcast mm. awards this year for playing lock so maybe he plays in the middle
1: but then again elliot played in the middle last year I'm Not sure. Yeah, I, don't, I dealing, just don't think that's a good bench. Waddell could come on to lock a toddy place, bro.
0: Yeah, but I just feel with Napa no. on the bench, it's a pretty weak looking bench. Mm. You don't really fear anyone on that interchange bench making a change. Your probably biggest fear would be uh, Deets, maybe scooting out Dummy half, but we haven't really seen
1: much of that either. Too
0: much of that either. Yeah, so.
1: Mm. All right. It's not really to. I don't think we, we could place. say much more on it. Maybe let's jump into the. Lower-grade rap, and then yep. we'll take a quick break. I have a message from the sponsor, um, which is still up for grabs, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and um, we'll get into the uh, the new exciting segment, so let's fresh that yep.
0: out. Lower-grade uh, watch was pretty easy this week, uh, this lower-grade rap. Uh, Jersey flag Bulldogs had a bye in the round 10. Round ten, That means they moved to fifth. Oh, they, they forgot to stick at fifth. The whole competition actually had a bye. Uh round eleven, they will verse the Sydney Roosters uh this week on Sunday afternoon, one pm at m- mascot oval. Mm. Uh the Harvey Norman Women Premierships uh were under the, the Mounties banner and that. Uh round ten also had a bye. They still sit at second on the they sit on second on the table. Uh they, yeah, they sit on second, sorry, on the table. They're behind the actual Roosters. On the ladder, they keep winning against everyone, though they've been pretty impressive this year. The Mounties, mm. uh, the New South Cup team also had a bye for round 10. There was a, a couple of fixtures, catch up fixtures from earlier in the year they played, but the Mounties weren't in any of those. Uh, they will play the North Sydney Bears at North Sydney Oval 2 p.m. on Sunday. So, they're both on both on Sunday. You got your jersey flag and New South Cup, New South's Cup on it. Is, like overlapping each other. And for the Harvey Norman Women Premiership, they play against Cabramatta again on Saturday 1pm.
1: All right, Scotty. During the week, we put out a bit of a question on social medias, basically asking the followers to tell us what they want to hear about during the podcast. So what did they dish up? You've got it all there. Yeah, so Twitter with uh, Metal Dog 5150 yeah, um, I saw this one come through straight away, and I thought it was a full episode in itself. I mean, it could be. It could, <laughs> to, be. Be a good, to be honest. I was like, oh, shit, this is going to take a week's worth of uh, research <laughs> going into the uh, club offices to look at the salary Cup situation to do it justice.
0: Yeah, I I do like this. I, I understand where he's coming from. We've got a lot of players off contract, so basically yeah, absolutely. the question is, I'll just summarize the question. We're, we're in the recruitment team now. We've just been hired <laughs> by Trent Barrett or... Uh, Aaron Warburton, that we're going to recruit for the Bulldogs uh, for yeah. the next season and beyond. Mm. Um, we've got a list of players I'll go through in just one second. They're coming off contract. Who are we chasing? Who are we keeping in the list list? And what type of players are we going to chase? I can't go through every single team's off-contracted players, and I can't under- I can't go through everyone's potential player that is contracted for next year or beyond who may have issues at their club where we could you know, maybe do a player swap Deal. Mm. So what what we can do though is I can tell you officially who's the players off contract now of the Bulldogs. Mm. One thing that we're going to say is that we're going to assume that's still off contract because we don't know there could have been a deal offered by any club that could have signed them that hasn't been announced yet. I want to just start off with that. So we have no Mm. inside information in this question. I like this type of stuff. I always we always you know have those discussions around Mm. game day. I, a lot of them wants to go for next year because they've already read off this year, so that's a constant thing. So I'll go through off the off-contracted players.
1: Yeah, we'll go through the off contract players one by one just so people at home or driving the car or whatever you're doing understand. Scott's got all the information as far as off-contracted players, that sort yeah. of thing on his side, and this is for every question, uh, and I'm just going to be reacting more, more or less to the information that Scott's compiled here. Yeah. Um, Go through one by one. Yep. I'll give you a yes or no for a re-sign and then I think we could talk about certain players that we could probably that we'd probably go after.
0: Do you want me to go yes or no on these players too? Or Yeah. Okay. So first up, run off of Tony.
1: Um I'm i I'm cutting unless if I give him on a base deal.
0: Yeah, I've gone with no. Gone.
1: Gone? Cutting.
0: Yep. Yep. Dean Britt.
1: Uh let go.
0: Yeah, let go. Christian Crichton. Let go. Keep.
1: Will Hopawadi. Let go.
0: Let go. Sione Katoa.
1: Keep. one do you deal?
0: Uh, I'll say let go, despite the fact that
1: I gave him two <laughs> points.
0: Earlier in the podcast. Tui Katoa.
1: Keep. one-year deal?
0: I'll go keep as well. You need some depth from the outside backs. So we've been tested this year. Mm. Uh, Lachlan Lewis. Cut. Cut. I'm one with that. Jerry Marshall King. Cut yeah, I went with cut as well Nick Meany Keep I went with keep But I, for some reason I just don't see him staying It's just No mm. inside information On this comment Just don't see him staying I don't know why
1: I think don't... he's improving And continuing to improve If we keep yeah. him We'll get the benefits
0: No I, I want to keep mm. him I just for mm. some reason He's got a feeling He's going to end up Not with us That's just <laughs> No inside information It's just a gut feeling I don't know
1: Probably uh, we. Probably shoots at like the roosters <laughs> With Morris. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dylan Napa. Cut. Cut, for sure. Ophihiki Ogden. Cut. I'm going to cut him as well. Hasn't lived up to hype. But yeah, anyway, sorry. Jade Ockinball. Cut. Cut, I'm cutting him as well. James Renonymous.
1: I keep on a development type deal.
0: Also, Demoted from the top 30. Right?
1: A... Well top 30, but like number 30, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Mm. Ava C M N fan guy. Keep. Yeah, I'm keeping him. I'm liking what I'm seeing a little we bit need size. Him. We need more players with the size. And finally on this list at this current point, Chris Smith. Cut.
0: Yeah, cutting. So okay, so we've pretty much we disagreed on Christian Crichton. We'll go there in a second. Tui Katoa, we disagreed with. Mm. Um, just summarising that. And whoa. that was about it, really. I Good wanted to keep this. <laughs> yeah, I, Nick Me said, so I'm going to give this to Christian Crichton. I, you know, he probably hasn't lived up to well, the hype. You see his younger brother killing it at Penrith. Completely different style of player, by the way. Not the same type of player. I find it hard when someone's done an ACL and stuff like that. I felt like if he was going to make a year, this was going to be his year, like make or break, this was going to be his final, like, you know, crack in NRL. Yeah. I might have a sob story, but I feel like we could get him for like you know that minimum wage player for a year, and have depth in our outside backs moving on for next year. He wouldn't be my starting winger or center, but he would be someone I'd keep. You know, maybe I will have a bit of a, you know, a bit of a sob. You know, did his ACL. You know, he's been good at mem like members' days and events and stuff like that. He's constantly been good. You can see him walking around Stadium Australia a few times this year, popping his head around, saying hi to fans and stuff like that. It's been a good uh, thing. And he keeps going to all the games. Like, Jack Harrington wasn't at the game on the weekend, and Christian Crouch was up at Brisbane. So I'm just saying, like, you know, that type of team type of thing, and give him one yeah. new deal and say, this is it. At least, like,
1: this is... Look, the way I see it, Crichton and we were fighting for one spot. Long term. They've given fair. it to Midi.
0: Yeah, okay, fair enough. I've gone with Tui Katoa. Oh, sorry, you've said Tui. Let's keep... Mm. I said keep as well actually because I would like you know depth in the wings I, I don't know why I brought him up death in the wings I ooh, big ones that we've cut why do we go to the big ones we cut like mm. we'll talk about runner for Tony uh, speculation yeah. going around now that Cronulla Dragons and Cowboys are interested don't know what's happening in that situ- in that space just that there's clubs sniffing around him being quite impressive this season mm-hmm. probably his better year but he starts
1: to look at it he's been around for a while and I don't see much more growth. Yeah, well, it, it probably will grow. But the way I see it is that I think the biggest area for improvement for our team is the front row. And we need to really reshape the front row in our salary cap. Yeah, and he actually turns 26 this year, by the way. So he's probably coming into his prime. But um, you, you lost my train of thought there. We need to reshape the front row in the cap. We need to have different players come in. You can't do that by keeping everybody. That's true. So that's why I've cut um, himself, Ogden, and Napa. It's just to give us some space in the top 30 to bring in some players that can complement uh, Thompson. Yeah, fair. In a malefango. Not
0: personal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes you got to make those tough calls, you know, yeah. fan favourites and players who've yeah. done nothing. But you wish him nothing. But there's someone you wish to go on and become successful in the, yeah. the rest of their career. Uh, we'll go to another big play. You kind of covered those ones. I'll go to Lachlan Lewis, who's a fan favourite, and mm. put your personal opinion aside. I, I'm i going to say any halfback at Canterbury this year is off contract was out before saying mm. who it is. Lachlan Lewis, you've got Matt Burton coming to the Bulldogs next year. He's your six. We fought couple of weeks ago, Flanagan was your 7, but Flanagan's got a three-year deal still at the club. Well, he's got two more years running yeah. after this year. Then you talk about Jake Avrillo, who it looks like he would be third in line. And you've got Brandon Wakeham, who's actually got a contract for next year, despite people trying to get rid of him on a lot of social media stuff. He's signed a two-year deal last year yeah, to go on for this year and next year. So you've got Wakeham, Avrillo, Flanagan, Burton. What yeah, you a, just, there's definitely
1: halves. You just can't have that many many halves in the top 30, can you? Yeah, so... So, you got to let him go. Um, and look, I don't think he's ever going to become a permanent starter in the halves of the NRL, so... Yeah. ...is what uh, it is.
0: I want to bring up two more players on the, mm. big, the big list. Jerry Marshall King. Yeah. Uh, been nothing but, a, I think, to be fair to say, a great
1: servant for the Bulldogs. Yeah, really impressive. Really like watching him play. Similar to the front row. We need a change in the hooker hooker department, and, um, you know, it might be best served bringing in two fresh players that are as good as Marshall King that doesn't have the scars of all this losing. Um, and then we'll go with one more player on this list, and then we'll start looking at some people we're going yep. to
0: recruit or players, similar players that we're going to look for. Jaden Ockenbaw. Uh,
2: yep.
0: We both said cut, pretty big name, played brilliantly last season. You can't take that away from him. Very, him uh, that suspension didn't know he was going to keep his job or not. Type of page theory. We both said on the podcast that he won't play a game this year. he would be a Bulldogs News Cup side, you know, playing Cup. Well, oh. wrong. Can't take that away from him. Coming off an ACL injury, and people say, "Hey, you just said you're going to sign Christian because you know he's had a long term injury. You're going to give him another year. Why won't you give Ockhambo another year?" And I say it simply. I want to say it simply like this: Ochenbach's, uh off-field thing probably puts a sour taste in my mouth from last year. We were building to something, and you, you just knew that just derailed the start of the season. It just derailed mm. the start of the season. A bit similar to Adam Elliott's situation this year. It took all he the ended, like Dean Page career. Point. Yeah, he ended Dean Page career. That's where I think. If you know, if that wasn't happening, I'd probably say you know keep him for a year. He's a young winger on a, mm. a bad knee injury thing. But you know we'll. I remember last year we were talking about for like a month out, like, you know, Bulldogs and Power are Bulldogs and Power Are Like, this is our, like, this is our season where we can actually shake it up a little bit. And the, the schoolgirl scandal to Dean Pay's career, like, we needed a good start and we just didn't happen. And the whole game wasn't even talk, you know, sponsors being pulled. It wasn't even speaking about the actual game itself. It was speaking about what we lost before we even played. And yeah. a little bit similar this year with Adam Elliott. With the, there was a bit of a fill around Belmore. That it was good, but then the Adam Elliott situation oh, kind of took. So who in. are we going to sign? We're we going to sign. I would say Toby Rudolph on the Cronulla Sharks. You said you are someone in your forward pack. Uh, he plays a middle four type thing, so I always would even sign him as a prop. I know he plays lock for Cronulla.
1: Yeah, off to the barber shop first.
0: Yeah, okay. Don't like the haircut. <laughs>
1: yeah, no. Nah.
0: Bit of character though. Good bit, good, bit, yeah. good bit of character. I would sign him. I think he's.
1: All right, who else we got? Oh, who are you going to sign? I'm not just signing them all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you've got to go all out for, like, Brendan Smith. Brendan Smith? Like, I yep. know we've been linked to him. He's, there's also been reports saying, nothing confirmed yet, saying he's going to stay in Melbourne, but we need Brendan Smith. Oh. Um, um, that type of play. If not, I'd go after, uh, who's another hooker? From Melbourne, not Harry Grant. Um, Sweeney or something. Oh, Tom, uh, Tyson Smoothie. Smoothie, yeah, absolutely. Did you see we- that
0: goal kick. That goal kick was quite smooth. Yeah,
1: his first one. Um, after those type of players, so uh, uh, hooker, hooker is the big one. We need to go after. Then we need bigger bodies. Yeah, I' uh, interested. I would like to see how this Josh
0: Hodgson situation plays out in Canberra. I think that could be something that, like you know, stepping down as captaincy, they'll be looking. Yeah. So yeah, Brendan Smith, I'd definitely go after for hooker. I would go for Toby Rudolph. And prop. I would even almost look at the Jason Tamalala situation where again as a prop almost.
2: Mm.
0: Uh to see how that's heading at Cowboys. But now they started winning, everyone stopped talking about it. So it looks like it's all <laughs> smooth at Cowboys. Uh, what else are we looking for? Are we looking for quality outside back or a center? We we've got Naden coming in. Brett yeah, Naden that... signed, Matt Burton signed already. Josh had a car, the fox. Is he in the Aver- next
1: Averillo will probably play centre, more than likely. Oh, he knows, um, He won't
0: be halfback. He's saying he wants that halfback back
1: spot. <laughs> um, long-term, Flanagan's your half-back. Like, that's, he's going to be there for the next two years. There's rumours that he's going freaking back to Grunella, if you believe reports that doesn't have quotes or any actual links to anything. Um, I'd
0: read that, actually. That's why I didn't add it in.
1: Bloody ridiculous. Um, so, I don't see that happening. Uh, Burden and Flanagan, your halves. Um, maybe a fullback if one comes on available, but I wouldn't make it a, like, um, a massive priority. I think we could make do with Dallin at Corey fullback. Um, we've got Corey Allen as well. almost have got him as well. So he's got to go into that mix as well. We're actually, talking about those outside backs and halves, you've actually got some competition next year, which is going to be good. You've got yes. six or seven players going into five and uh, three or four players going into two. So we're actually building some competition there, which is fantastic. Um, which is probably another reason why we have to like go hopper Whitey. Um but yeah, forwards. not even add him to the big ones. Le- leaving, <laughs> um, oh, I was a givey. Look forwards. There's not a lot, not a lot uh, coming off contract out there. But you'd, you'd look at uh, Canberra. wouldn't you? There's players down there. Looks like there's a bit of a revolt going on there. So you look like you like your M- like, look, to see what the fallout of that's going to be. Yeah, Jackson. Like, no, the Jackson. Who knows, Papali'i might be looking for a new club. Like, who knows in six months if this keeps falling apart. Um, so, yeah, those are the type of bodies we need in the front row. I think fast, but big, play long minutes.
0: Yeah, uh, like you, you make a good point. You're like a bunch of forwards at Canberra. Like, the New South Wales Cup side at one stage looked like a starting NRL pack as well. So, maybe even if we could maybe Jag someone who's just stuck, on, unfortunately, New South Wales Cup for the Raiders... You should be playing top grade, and just be one of those
1: things. Uh yeah, go after some of the the fringe players at the roosters. called the storm to. the front row.
0: Yeah, you almost have to. And yeah, um, what about a Martin to
1: Bring him back to where it started to finish his career. Yeah, I I, I never thought we. Should, I always thought we never should have let him go. On, let him go. So yeah, I think we we wanted to get the best out of him. I think that's past him now. But I think we'll um, get some good yeah, Still be good, so a little top, right coaching. All right, we can't head. spend the whole episode yeah. speaking. Now, this one well, we have got to move on to the next question. Yes,
0: yeah, so the next question. Now we're going to go from Twitter to Instagram. This one was cool. This one was privately messaged. Us. One of the the uh, the one of the fun Instagram pages. I don't know. Do you do much on Instagram? See much going on on Instagram? Oh, <laughs> not really. Not not really. So the the doghouse. Dot, yeah. uh, so it's at the doghouse dot nineteen thirty five. Okay. So they're they're a, a Bulldogs Fence page on Instagram. They do some amazing actual work and editing and stuff like that. So, and they listen all the time. They give us compliments
1: all go, the times. go give them a follow. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like it. I love what they do. Lots oh, of uh, like over there, is it? Yeah. Well, I follow, like, and like their stuff. <laughs> uh, so anyway, they've got this cool thing called the Luke Patton Awards. they're Named yeah. after Luke Patton. I'm just gonna put a, a stab out there and say because they I loved Luke Patton growing up, don't know, or you know, love Luke Patton. Who doesn't love Luke Patton? Mm. Great player, nonetheless, uh, premiership winning fullback. So pretty much they do it like the Daily M's. Three, two, one of the Bulldogs play only Bulldogs players only. Yeah. After every game. They've released I've just scrolled through their Instagram page now to double check if none of the new stuff came up. They've got up to round nine. And they, yeah. basically their question to us is, can we compare, they listen to our show, they know that we do our, uh, the podcast part of the year, and we yeah. do it a little bit differently, and we do a two, we get both get two points to pick, we both get one point to pick, if they fall on the same thing, they'll get a bonus point.
1: Yeah, if if we yeah, give points to the same player, they get one extra yeah. point. Okay, yeah, so, cool, so well, thanks to the Doghouse for uh, listening every week, that's... It's good to hear that sort of stuff, so thank you very much. Uh, You've got their list up to round nine. I've got our list up to round nine. So let's go uh, down a list one for one uh, and compare it. Um, We've got, in first place after round nine, Luke Thompson on 14 points.
0: After round nine, got Luke Thompson first on 10.
1: Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Okay, Uh, we've got Nick Mimi second on 10 points. They have Nick Kotrick second on nine. Okay. Uh, then we've got Dallin Wateli-Salesiak on uh, nine points. They've also got Dallin on six points on third. Mm-hmm. Then we go Nick Kotrick, Carl Flanagan and Jack Heffrington on five points. They have Adam Elliott, who's fourth, on four points. Okay. Then we go to Rodolfo Tani. Sorry?
0: They have Kyle Flanagan on three points.
1: Then we go uh, Corey Waddell and Ava Cinnamon Fungi. They
0: have Josh Jack, oh, sorry, they've got Kyle Flanning and Josh Jackson, Jack Harrington, Corey Waddell, Renna Tony on three points.
1: Wow. <laughs> and then we go Jack Avrilio.
0: And then they have Nick Meaney, Jackson Topony, Jack Avrilio, and Will Hopperwaddy on two points.
1: Yeah. Okay. And then for us to finish it off, uh, tied on the on the table, but Lark's on the table with one point. He's off to Hickey, Ogden, Josh Jackson, Adam Elliott, Jeremy Marshall King, Jackson Topile, and Dylan Napa.
0: And they have Dylan Napa, Chris Smith on one.
1: So, pretty pretty
0: similar. The only thing I think missing the big one is Nick Meany.
1: They don't have Nick Meany.
0: They have Nick Meany. they got Nick Meany coming in 10th on two points. I really? think... The Doghouse, love the page, love everything about it, but I think you're ripping off Nick Many a couple of points there, <laughs> if I must say so. So I would say he'd be top five Is there anything. But apart from that...
1: Each, to, both... each, each to their own, but, yeah, it's pretty similar, yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah, but, yeah, apart from that, you look at Luke Thompson, Nick is top and Dallin. Like, you look at those three, that's pretty much the same. Uh, three of the top five is pretty much the same. So, therefore, we either both know what we're talking about or we both have no idea what's going on in football, and we're just giving points, silly, willy nilly. No, but honestly, that's awesome. Page, uh, they do such a good uh, graphic with it too. They he puts a lot of to- uh, they put a lot of time into it. I don't know if it's actually a group page or whoever runs it. They put a lot of time into it. Looks neat, looks nice, looks very well. That's why it comes out just before game time. So keep an eye out and see if that uh board gets updated. I feel like um, oh I don't know who's gonna get the points. We couldn't even agree on points. I was gonna say really? this week. Uh, so keep an eye. Uh, backs it up as well you know puts a little bit of a uh, bit of details of people collecting their first points or co- collecting and adding a lead or lowering the lead and stuff like that very exciting it's done very professionally so i think it's a very great cool. page to follow yeah, it looks so, good
1: i just pulled it up there on the phone it
0: looks very good I i thought it was a random question and i actually love it i thought it was fantastic i yeah. loved right. it so instagram again mm-hmm. this one's going back to the recruitment thing we're going yep. back to the recruitment. Uh, they basically, uh, William Rose said, just do we cover the transfer rumors and our opinions on them? So I can only think of Brendan Smith,
1: yeah.
0: Melbourne so, Storm, Toby Rudolph, and Tyson Gamble at this current point. Yeah, the and then we've got him.
1: Carl Flanagan as well to uh, show. Oh, okay, yeah. I was thinking more coming in, but yeah, good. So yeah, on. it's Kyle Flanagan, don't think it will happen. Uh, you'll see how his contract at the Bulldogs.
0: Um, I, Yeah, I would say that at the very least, see out next year. At the very least,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, Tyson Gamble sounds like media talk. Yeah, trying to put one and one together. Flanagan's on the outer. Gamble, uh, they've signed Reynolds at Brisbane. What's Gamble going to do? Yeah,
0: because oh, he's yeah. the
1: flavour of the month at the moment. So media talk. I put that down to who else we got? We got Toby Rudolph. Um, yeah, if he goes to the sheep shed and gets a, sh- a shear, uh, <laughs> welcome him to the club. And then uh, who was the last one there? Brendan Smith. I think we already touched on Brendan. So.
0: Yeah, so I would love Toby Rudolph to come to the club. He can do whatever he wants with his hair. Let him go. bit of personality, a bit of flavour. You know, who knows? Maybe if the Bulldogs up his contract a little bit more than Cronulla. Apparently, he's been walked around Belmore, so we'll have to wait and see if that changes anything with uh, Toby Rudolph. And they are meant to make him feel special. But again, Craig Fitzgibbon is meant to have his meetings with Toby to see if he's going to stay at the club. But that's just that. So I would take Toby if we can. Brennan Smith, you're all at the red carpet. You're all at the hectic... Che- the, you have put cheese blocks everywhere, wouldn't you? Just to make him feel welcome to the club. He
1: is the cheese. He doesn't need cheese.
0: Oh, he needs all the cheese all around <laughs> as possible. You do whatever he wants. If Brennan Smith said that he wanted like a, a four-course mill or whatever you want, to sell sort of five... Whatever course mill to persuade him to sign that contract, you pay for the mill. You give oh. what he wants. So, yes, yeah, so you do whatever. So, nice yeah, if, there's any,
1: if there's any other rumours... Um... William, make sure you reach out to us and we'll give our thoughts on that as well, but yeah.
0: Yeah, so that is the Instagram ones done. Uh, We've got Facebook, on our Facebook page, uh, pretty much uh, from Adrian Burke, who's pretty much written off the fact that Jerry Marshall King and uh, Tony Katawa are going to be the hookers long-term for the club.
1: What do you mean? He's written it off.
0: Pretty much saying who should we be chasing next year in the hook at this oh. Uh pretty much saying Very that they're not they're not the ones like... gonna be here. They're not gonna be here. So we've yeah. I don't know if they've signed elsewhere in this scenario or we've put our foot down and said they're not gonna be here. He's the highlighted people that who we should be chasing and who should be our number one. Again, Brendan Smith becomes one name. Uh Mitch Kenny from the Penrith Panthers. Yeah, that's
1: a good one. That's a good uh, sign. Yeah.
0: Darryl Clark
1: from
0: Yeah the And like Josh that. Watson.
1: Yeah, okay, so Daryl Clark and Josh Hodgson would be a bit of a gamble. Hodgson uh, getting on a little bit now um, in A. He even,
0: even looks like an A.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Daryl Clark, very good hooker in the Super League. Whether that relates, did with Hodgson doesn't mean it will with Daryl Clark, but I, I wouldn't mind giving him a crack. Brendan Smith, you need to get him. And Mitch Kenny, yeah. Uh, I've, yeah, I've watched him play a lot of games, and he's very, very good, very underrated. So, good call.
0: Can I add a couple of hookers that maybe to this list that mm. might get a chance? I'd like to add Appy Corrissell. Now, that's he's the one who's currently the hooker, first race hooker for Penrith. You can't look at that Api Corrissell towards you know the end of his career. He's got plenty to still offer. And say that, but when you have Mitch Kenny, a young hooker, you know, coming through the Panthers system, you you almost is it a the Panthers are going to make a tough decision shortly. I don't think Mitch Kenny's going to play second fiddle for much longer. You know what I mean? So either he goes or Api Appy Karasau Appy goes. So does that mean Appy comes an option that we could maybe help the Panthers and say, hey, we'll take him off your hands and mm. play him at Bournemouth? And the other one I want to add is Jacob Little, West Tigers.
1: Yeah, I don't really rate him.
0: Oh, I was going to say, I, really, <laughs> I, rate, I rate Jacob Little highly. I think he's a very talented hooker. I mean, if if he could stop being injured
1: all the time. Mm, a few West, West Tigers people I know actually rate the the Simpkins fella higher the Little. Yeah, but that's... I think that's I actually was, agree. I um,
0: think Jacob Little's a really good player, but yeah, I would love... You'd say any of the Penrith ones, Mitch Kenny prefer, preferably, because he's younger. Mm. Like you said, plenty of things. Brendan Smith, and um, yeah, Appy that would be what I'd be chasing, but Brendan Smith would be number one. Yeah. Yeah. I I think edge back edgeback rowers. Should we be chasing some of these edge back rowers? He's put Toby Rudolph. I see Toby Rudolph as more of a, yeah, uh, a middle, middle uh, a middle forward. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Capewell, Kurt Capewell from the Panthers, and yep. Bryce Cartwright
1: from the Eels, who signed a one-year deal. <laughs> Cartwright, no. Um, Capewell isn't he the captain of Penrith? Kurt, no, captain? that's Isaiah. Yo. Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Kurt Capewell's the origin hero, the Queensland centre.
1: Well, turn centre at least. I think I've merged two players together in my memory. They do there? look
0: actually quite similar, don't they?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, Kurt Katewell okay, um, could add. Look, the only downside to edge back roles is that we've already got <laughs> We've already got a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, do we start now admitting that some of the ones we signed or some of who
1: are on contract this year? Uh, mm-hmm. not well uh, you like look it was, at moving him but yeah if Kirk Capewell came available yes uh, but I'm he's on contract here yeah. I'm more concerned about the front row
0: yeah well Kirk Catewell rumored that he's going back home to Brisbane but in saying that he's never really been playing there yeah been in Sydney for a long time with Cronulla now Penrith good pickup, played brilliantly in Origin played brilliant centre like, and he's not even his preferred position so definitely someone to add if you add him in there you you know bye bye Chris Smith and all that, so, uh, you know, and you've got to have to have someone, and maybe someone else will voluntarily ask for a release, because they've been, will be playing this Dallas Cup next year, uh, if that's a Corey Waddell or Adam Elliott, who, looking like they're on a little bit on the outer, being benched the last couple, well, Waddell being benched for the last couple weeks, and Elliott now, Toby Rudolph, like I said, middle forward in my opinion, I don't think he'd go crash hot in the edges of the field, Mm. but yeah, so that is all, so that was the, uh a little bit of a news segment, the fans topic. It was good that, you know, actually more than I expected, reached out. A lot of them were looking more for beyond uh, this season, looking at next season already, so they said, no Mm. chance. The Bulldogs got no chance this season. Let's look on for 2022, which it's hard to fight, really. It's hard to disagree on anything Mm. at all with that, so that you can understand why a lot of the recruitment and transfer rumors were the hot topic for this week. But if there's anything that you know, you want us to talk about, you can always just get, randomly tweet us at NRL Bulldogs fans. Give us a message or comment on one of our posts on Instagram at NRL Bulldogs underscore fans. We've got Facebook too. Again, put a comment in private message us. It's that's NRL Bulldogs fans podcast and our email. click us an email. At, uh, it's NRL Bulldogs dot fans at gmail.com. That's where you get in touch with us. And if you want to hear anything at any time, you don't, we don't have to ask it um, at all. There's the way to get in touch whatever way you feel comfortable private message just randomly post it on our wall whatever how you do it on whatever social media just just do it and we'll we'll try to cover it in the next episode available